0: Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Flames Fancast, where we are, at this point of the season, pretty much fans of every team that's playing San Jose. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It's uh, above zero in the city. The sun is shining. Things are good, except for the fact that we lost a tough one last night. Did you watch that game? I watched a bit of it, but I had to go out for a a nice dinner. I had a nice dinner at Mercado. It was good. Pricey, but good.
1: Mercado's delicious. Yeah, it was was expensive. Did you go to the one in Bridgeland?
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Fourth Street, like uh, mission, yeah. mission.
1: Oh, sorry, Brit
0: mission. Sorry, yeah, I yeah. always confuse mission one. Yeah. and Bridgeland for some yeah. stupid reason.
1: But man, is it expensive. Really yeah, expensive. yeah, it's pretty expensive. I went to uh,
0: Vintage on Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, really yeah. enjoyed yeah. that. Also expensive. Yeah, but also good, but also good. But I I watched um the first period and I watched a bit of it and then I I came home and I was gonna watch the delay. But then of course I had to check other scores on the internet and I, I tried to avoid seeing it, but I saw the flame score and I was like, I can't I can't watch now, we lost. I left I watched the
1: first two periods and then I had I had soccer, so I, I left for third period. I, I don't think I missed anything. It no. It just seemed like one of those games for us again that we were just like Just a tough game, you know? Just fucking couldn't get it together. I think the referee was like extra dog shit that game too. I saw some fucking horrible calls. The one on Quine in the first period was just garbage. Perot just total fucking flop on that. Like, he barely got pushed from the back,
0: and like, we got a call for that. It's just, and you know that he's going to get sent down. But but you know what? Winnipeg was due for one against us cuz we've kind of had their number for a while. We've been playing really well against them. They were going to get a win at home. I suppose. Like I'm not I'm not too upset about it because they just don't seem th- as threatening as I thought they would be. It's like it's a back-to-back. You had to travel away from home on the Friday night. You show up in Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg has a lot of injuries too, but we didn't have Monahan coming with us. And that's a big one. Yeah, that's a huge one, right? That's your star centerman, so and Smith looked pretty good. Yeah, nineteen shots, only two went in. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's,
1: it's baby steps, right? We just slowly but surely. gotta Sorry, I mean up. twenty-one shots, two went in.
0: Yeah, nineteen saves. Oh. Um. Like, yeah. If if the goalies start to heat up at this point, and I know you mentioned before we went on the air that you were pleased that Riddick was starting a lot more games. Uh, if our goalies start to play better, I'm going to be really encouraged going into April here. I just like
1: the fact that he has he's showing intent. That's kind of how I see it with Riddick. He's just showing. It it could have been Smith too. I don't really care at this point. He's just got to show intent for one of these goalies to be the consistent starter. That was all I wanted in the end. Like obviously I'm more biased toward Riddick but I think like he just needed to do that. like, And this is the perfect time of the season. you got, what, nine or ten games left. you got to get one of these guys
0: consistently playing I, now. I just look at the way Peters has handled the goaltending situation, and I can't figure it out. Because you're starting Smith after the All-Star break, and then all of a sudden, lately, you're giving Riddick all the starts. It's just baffling to me. Maybe something's going on behind closed doors. But hopefully, one of them gets hot, and we ride him into the postseason because... Let's be honest We're going to need We're going to need Goaltending here Our team is great But we're going to need Goaltending to compete With the likes of San Jose And Vegas And if we finish first Whoever that wild card slot is Everyone's going to be Vying for a chance In the playoffs Because you've got uh, You've got a Dallas You've got an Arizona Minnesota perhaps St. Louis All these teams Haven't been here For a while right? Dallas especially Arizona especially St. Louis I can't remember If they made it last year I think they did But Um Everyone's going to want to play well in the playoffs, and that goes without saying, and I think that we need to be on our our best form going into that, because if we're not, it could be a first-round exit, as much as I despise seeing that. I think we need to at least make the second round and then that's where you know, we, we put all our chips on the table and say this is what we've got and this is where we are this year. We're, bring it, San Jose our, our defense needs to tighten up too. Our defense has speaking, been... Speaking of defense, and really I wanted shaky. to talk to you about kind of a bit of a squad management issue here. Do you want to talk D or forwards first? Let's talk D. Okay, Stone, what do you do? I wouldn't I wouldn't play him. We, we played 7-D against Winnipeg, you know, right? Yeah. And Stone was in the lineup? I know I know they're trying to like ease him in
1: but as as decent as he is when you miss the chunk of the, like a big chunk of the season you're naturally going to be out of form you're naturally going to take some time to like get back into the swing of things especially a major major thing that just kept you out of the lineup like I don't know how much work he could have put in during that time like blood clots is a very serious thing like I I, I don't personally know how you can actually keep yourself in shape throughout that time like i from what i've you know briefly read you kind of have to take it easy until everything kind of checks out for you with the doctors right so it's not like one of those things where he breaks his arm but he can still go on the bike he can still stay in shape this is something that kept him away from pretty much being active yeah and that's that's that extra step of how ready can you possibly be in like nine games or whatever it is. Left. Is it nine or 10 games? Whatever. I don't know. We have about 10 yeah. left. Sure. Maybe so nine. Even, even if you had 15 games, it's not enough time. Like the, the guy needs at least 20 games to really start feeling the, feeling the puck, feeling his fitness, getting used to the team, like the way we play. Because his style is not necessarily something that fits with our fluid play. Like we, we play something that's very dynamic. We're very active in, in the offensive end. Especially with our defenders, they bomb up often, and a guy like him stays back, which is fine. You need that to complement the game. But again, like, he's going to take time. And I'm just not, I, I'm happy with the D that we have, whether it's they pick Fantenberg or fucking Prout or whatever. <laughs> um, like, it's it's kind of, Fantenberg's fitting in okay. Like, he's doing okay. I don't think Prout gets a look in
0: anymore, you know? Where? Yeah. Where? Where?
1: Where? No, that's what I mean. So. I don't think you. I think you kind of ease Stone in as much as you can, and then reevaluate before the playoffs start. And then I would just take a hard decision when the playoffs start. At that point, either he's in or out. Like none of this, like bring in him well, in the odd game. Like that doesn't work. Either you keep Fantsenberg or Proud or Shillington or whoever you want
0: for that last D. Shillington's not. It's not. What do you think? I think that Shillington won't come back because we've got Stone back. I. I wish I wish he could, but I really liked Anderson and Shillington, but I think that management and Peters think that might be a mistake too many in the playoffs. I think that Fantenberg is going to play. I might even be thinking along the lines that we're looking at re-signing Fantenberg for next year. Um, probably not, but I mean, it definitely has got to be in the back of their minds. And I think we should be looking to move Stone in the offseason. I know I'm getting off track, but right now, I mean, it's not I, I'd keep it as it's it is. I'd keep it Fantenberg, Anderson, Hannafin, Hamanek, Brody, Geo. And sometimes if Brody is not playing up to snuff, uh, move him off that line with Geo. But, you know, we really need everyone firing at their best for a playoff run here. And we can't be carrying anybody on the back six. No. Anybody. And I think that... I'm not really worried about Hammond. I'm, not, I'm worried about Hannafin, and I'm worried about Brody. Just the fact that Hannafin maybe doesn't have that playoff experience yet and maybe kind of has been solid but slightly underwhelming the whole season. He's been good, but maybe underwhelming at times. And Brody is just, you never know what you're going to get. I I'm mean, not you sure can get if I it.
1: agree with the Hannafin thing. You don't, you don't, not I, at all. I think he's been kind of iffy for the last few, like maybe the last five games, but in general, I think he's been great this year.
0: Yeah, he's been solid, but I mean, when I'm looking at what I expected at the beginning of the season with a player of Noah Hannafin's caliber and his stature, I was hoping for a bit more. And that's why I said he was solid, but perhaps a bit underwhelming. It's not like a damning indictment, it's like, uh could have been a bit better, but I'm happy generally. Yeah, maybe he could it's have gotten okay. more
1: points and like because he was a lot more offensive on on the
0: Hurricanes, right? And maybe so. he just doesn't get that opportunity in Calgary. Yeah, um, but he's been all right. I just think there's a there's a there's a larger cushion for growth than I would have thought initially. There's there's a higher ceiling for this kid, and there's an opportunity for him to be a lot better than he is. I just think that maybe. At times, it's been a little bit underwhelming. I was hoping for a little bit more, but compared to someone like Brody, who's more established, especially on the team, been with the team for the while, going back with Gio and that pairing setup, I think that's been a bit more disappointing. And like I said, like the seasons that Hamanek and uh, and Gio are having this year, that's blown me out of the water. And Anderson, Shillington, Vallamacki, all of those guys have come on and really turned it on. I've been impressed with Fantenberg so far, but it's just, it's just those two guys, Hannafin and Brody, where I kind of wonder, could these players really hurt us in the playoffs? But th- they'll be in the roster for sure. They- they're part of that six, so right? So
1: wouldn't you consider Vallamacki as someone that you can just bring up instead of playing
0: Fantenberg? I mean, look at, if we look at our decor, we have nine players right now who could play in the NHL. You got Vallimacchi and you've got Shillington and Stone right now who are sitting. Oh, Prout, if you count that, that's 10. But Prout's gone. I mean, I really think we should, we should look to recoup assets for some of those guys or draft picks and have it down to seven. And that, that seven being someone like, uh, ideally, Fantenberg being the seventh man. And you've got Valimaki, Shillington, and Anderson in the starting lineup for next year. With- I can
1: see Brody getting traded in the offseason. I don't want to look too far ahead, but I think that it's probably your biggest asset that you can trade and and get away with trading him. Like You won't see... Maybe a massive downfall in the overall quality of our of our D.
0: And from what I've seen this year from our young players, and I'm all about giving these young guys the chance next year, Valimaki, Shillington, and Anderson. The most impressive, in my opinion, being Anderson because he looks rock solid. Mm-hmm. He looks really good. And Valimaki looked really good and when he was yeah, playing. Yeah, right? he looked... I want these guys to play, and they deserve the and chance. And they're hungry, right? And so. get them in there with Geo. Like, watch this guy play. Follow his leadership. Learn from this guy and have the supporting cast like Hamannick, Hannafin, even Brody, mostly good supporting cast, but eventually we got to realize we're going to need the new Geo sooner rather than later, and I think if one of these three guys can become that top-pairing defenseman who's offensively brilliant and defensively strong, wow, we are a club that's set for a long run for a long time, but right now bringing in someone like a, a Stone or a Fantenberg even is hurting that. And I think you need these players as seventh men supporting guys rather than second or third line bona fide fixtures, but that's just my opinion i'm that that's why you're listening, hopefully because you occasionally agree with my opinion or you'd like to hear it. but I think that with this talent in the club, especially on the back end, we need to develop that because we're 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 rich in resources there we can afford to maybe. Shed some salary or try to recoup some assets in that department and look at strengthening in the forward area, perhaps a depth scoring. And, and, and I mean, who knows what's going to happen in that next year? I mean, right now we, we're we slated, both goalies need contracts, so we have zero coming back for sure. But mm-hmm. that's, just what, that's just my take on it. What about forwards? I mean, and I want to throw you a bit of a curveball here and ask do you think. We've mismanaged Lazar or is just he just can't cut it? Um uh, he's he can't cut it. I, I don't know why we still
1: have him. I, I would I would pick a couple more players over him. I would pick Quine over him. I would pick
0: Well, as they did, right? Yeah.
1: Um I'd leave Manji up. Um uh, like it, it doesn't make sense why we're still clinging on to this guy and then it's no personal insult to the guy. He's just not good enough. And fans got to get over it. Like, this guy was some sort of, like, world junior superstar that everyone still remembers. And he had, like, maybe 10, 15 really awesome fucking games with Ottawa. But get over it. That was how many years ago? Yeah. Like, if I'm going to claw back to, like, players that did really well in their junior careers and just didn't pan out, then then I would be, as a franchise, so far behind everybody else. Like, you gotta you got to cut the guys that don't cut it. Like... I don't know why we've romanticized this guy to the point that we've kept him around for, what is it, three or four years? Like, if you can't cut it like the first year or two, then you're done. Like, especially at his age now. And it's not, it's, again, it's not a knock on the guy, but like, okay, if you look at a, someone like a Geo, he went to Europe, he, he, he grinded through it, improved his game, he swallowed his ego and he just got it done and he came back and he became very good. He's a star. Is, is Lazar going to do that? Not likely. What are the odds that you're going to get another Geo? Very low. So don't fucking hold on to this guy um, in the thought that this he can come in and be some crazy-ass third-liner or fourth-liner. Like, that's all we talk about with him. It's that, well, we can put him on in the third-liner. Well, okay, but generally speaking, third-line, fourth-line fourth guys, they're either like your young guys that are, you know, we're trying to mold them and hopefully they start Coming, becoming second line guys or even first line guys or they're kind of these veterans in the NHL that you know they, they, they plug the game right they, they kind of just they do their leadership they do their thing and they do okay and then they get off the ice what does Lazar fit any of those molds no he's not old enough to be some leader veteran guy and he's not good enough to be one of these young prospects so to speak to like be someone that we can maybe mold into a second line player he's not he's not there so I like I don't know why we even bothered with him. Uh Zarnik did very well this season. Uh
0: Manjipani I can't took, see him being taken off the team. And
1: I can't see him taking off the team. And the only reason why that he may get out taken off the team is because uh is um Neil has to come back. And if I, unpopular opinion, but if I was managing the Flames, I wouldn't fucking have a spot for this guy right now.
0: He'd just be a healthy scratch. I think James Neal comes with a lot of playoff experience, and that's sure. going to impress management. Sure,
1: but I'm just, I'm just being a dick about it,
0: right? And then. Just so, about that? You,
1: yeah, Pane. Just about that? Yeah, well, because he's not good. He fucking
0: sucked this year. I, I was implying that you're just. No, but he's, like, he sucked
1: this year. That you're just a dick. I am, but like he sucked this year. There's no yeah, buts about like it. he was absolutely terrible. Like and this is the first time I'm outright saying he's absolutely sucked this year. And I gave him until 60 something, 70 something games to finally say this outright. So I gave the guy the whole fucking season to like show what he's made of and he hasn't shown goddamn shit. So I if he was any other player, if his name was like Andrew Mangiapane or Austin Zarnik you can guarantee that he would be in the A right now. So it's just a simple fucking thing right there. But back to Lazar. Like, he's not better than Zarnik or Manjupane. He's not better than Quine. And he's not better than any other fucking guy in the A right now. So whatever. Just, I mean, you're going to have to cut him loose. He needs, you're going to be doing him a favor. Give him a chance to go to Europe or go to another team in the NHL and their farm team. And then give him another clean slate to get one more shot at this. Because he's getting to that age where he needs one more, sh- one more good big shot. And he needs a clean atmosphere for that. Like, the Flames are not the place for this guy. He needs to go to a team that's rebuilding, that, ne- that is essentially saying to every player, Okay, everyone, you all have a chance to, improve- to prove yourselves. That's the environment he needs.
0: You'd be doing him a favor by letting him go. I think we should trade him to San Jose. (laughs) So he can play for them. Yeah. And I mean like I've been pretty impressed with the way they've handled the rest of the call ups, giving a chance to those young guys like Zarnik, Mangiapane, even even players like Hathaway and Quine to an extent, they've had their opportunities. They've just kind of been snake bit by making the odd mistake that's really looked at under a microscope right and there's not much you can do about that because you're in a call-up situation but yeah i would forgotten about neil because it was just so easy to do because he'd made himself forgettable nothing about neil had made himself memorable when arriving here except for the fact that he was awful and when he wasn't even playing man i don't even think anyone knows And and i get that people want like they're expecting him to come back straight to a lot i get it but you know if, if it were up to me i wouldn't do it yeah and I, I it's a tricky one right because i look at the way zarnik's playing and i'm really impressed the guy's quick the guy's speedy he had that run where he had a bunch of goals uh especially when the first line wasn't contributing players on our second and third line really stepped up and zarnik was one of those guys and and you just got to ask ass. yourself, do you think Neil would would have pulled that weight when we were had in a bit of a first-line slump? I'm not no, so sure.
1: I'm not sure. I don't think so. Based on the data that we have right now this season, it's it's a no. And Zarnik works his ass off. Yeah. Right? Like, he, he's hungry to get a spot on this team. And, like, you have to reward him for that. Same as as Peters has done with Manjipani. The guys had a couple looks on the first line, for God's sake. Like, it's not... It's not like Peters doesn't recognize this stuff, but I think you get handcuffed as an organization when you have a guy like James Neal who has this experience and who has scored 30 goals, 20 goals every, every other season or whatever it was. So I don't know. Like, I think it's frustrating, but it's a good situation to be in too, right? Like, it could be worse. You know, we're talking about some pretty decent depth right now, and we're talking about healthy scratching and or sending down like a decent guy for a decent guy to come in. So it's not a bad problem. But I'm just glad to see our first couple lines are scoring again consistently. Yes. I think me too. we really needed that before the playoffs.
0: You know, two things. I was at the Rangers game on Friday, and the first thing, Kachuk had a couple goals. And it's amazing that they found that song for his goal song, but it is an awful song. Oh, it sounds horrible. It's, it's what just, song is that? It's like the one where they're like, C-H-U-C-K. Oh, like the, with the kids singing Oh, whatever? yeah. It's bad. Chucky's back and da-da-da. And like, oh, this, is, this song is bad. But, I mean, wow. What a, what a song for a player. Very personalized. And the other thing was, in true Flames fan fashion, there was a fan in front of me who was so drunk, he fist-bumped his buddy, and then he went to fist-bump the empty seat next to him. Mm-hmm. And stood there for like two mm-hmm. seconds before he realized <laughs> there was no one there. <laughs> it was great. But I classic. mean, on an alternate note, I, I was in a different seat and I was sitting on the end of a row, about four rows up from an exit, and it was fantastic. Like when there were 16 seconds left, I could just go take a piss, and also I could probably buy an ice cream and be back with like 15 minutes to spare. It was amazing what an experience i love
1: the 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 swirl ice cream that they have so good like i I always
0: make it a priority to get that do you remember like a few years ago it used to be twice the size Mm -hmm. and then they diminished the size because they're just such such dinks like you're already ripping me off now you gotta rip me off with my quantity like okay just take my six dollars but then like would you pay an extra dollar to have the the size that we used to have of course now now i would yes right i don't buy it anymore because i'm so ticked about that it's a matter of principle man and you know what i do i show up at 6 20 and i get three happy hour beers and those Smart. are my beers because i'm not paying fucking ten twenty for a beer anymore did I'm you guys gonna, go to a restaurant by the way we went there once yeah yeah, yeah. saddle room it's grill. Really good. also it's really good. overpriced like oh, insanely totally. overpriced but the but the steak is so good Have you had the steak? It was okay. I liked it. It was okay. It was like a. It was like it's
1: not the thirty-five dollars or whatever it is. No, it was sixty bucks or something. Yeah,
0: but I'd say it's like one notch below the keg in terms of quality. But the keg is good. I think the keg is good. I know, but I'm pretty sure whoever. (laughs) It's one notch below.
1: One notch, just one. Holy shit! You don't turn to a food critic podcast. (laughs) You are a fucking food critic, though, eh? I love food. I'm you, making. You, you, like, criticized the Briggs Burger, and I was just shocked at that. It's actually. no good, man. It was no I'm good. I'm so shocked at that. Pretty much even. consensus is like, that is one of the best burgers in the city, and
0: you just, no, like. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Not you, even close. Yeah. Anyway. It was no good. <laughs> no good. Also, I had a. Speaking of burger, I had the cheeseburger and $5 special. It was it was terrible. It was one of the worst burgers I've had. Where's that? At the Dome. Because you, you show up. At, oh, $5 like, special. Yeah, sorry, you sorry. show up half an hour. I thought that was the name early. of the so place. Say, I'm like, what is that? Let's say the game starts at 7. I showed up at 6.20. Get my beers. Get my cheeseburger. And you got to go back in line because you can only have the two beers, right? Yeah. So you got to go back and get it again. And the cheeseburger was awful It was absolutely It was like It was like burnt on the ends And perhaps undercooked in the middle I'm like should I eat this I'm hungry I better eat it Blah 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 I'm not sick So that's good Flames organization It was bad Get your fucking food together And I mean you know For what you're expecting God So angry I mean the hot dogs are awful too. If you're gonna get a hot dog, you gotta get the pocket dog. Man, who
1: eat? you gotta wait I love the forever? Pocket dog. Yeah, yeah.
0: Forever. No, like the hot dog compared to the pocket dog, it's not even close. Like the pocket dog is exponentially better mm. than the hot dog. And we're 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 not comparing good food here, but like. <laughs> It's, you're at a fucking sports stadium, man. Well, what do you expect? I had better food in fucking Burn Stadium when the Cannons used oh, to play here, off. man. No,
1: you didn't. That was a good no, hot dog back in the no, day. No, you didn't. No. It, you were just a kid. When I was a kid, naive. yeah,
0: but I can vividly remember those hot dogs and not yeah. food. That was good. That was a good old-fashioned hot dog. <laughs> the, this stuff they give you now This is crap man
1: We're gonna get like Vegan fucking restaurants in no, that place No, soon. no. Just watch. It'll never oh, go like it's that It's gonna happen This is
0: still Alberta Don't forget Everyone needs to eat meat At a Flames game
1: By the way I went to the community Just one last thing I know we're totally off hockey now But I went to the community Near our Near our condo And like I swear to god I'm not against people who are vegan. In fact, I, I actually, I, I'm supportive of it because that means more meat for me. So that's fine. I'm totally okay with it. But you, you know I'm how you know when someone's a vegan? Because you fucking don't stop hearing about it. It's like when somebody was, like, it's like when the Priuses came out. You knew when someone drove a Prius because they would fucking talk about it for about 90% of the workday and 90% of when they were hanging out with their friends, pretty sure they lost half their friends. I'm sure, there's a correlation there. Anyway, I go just to get some lunch because I don't have any food in my fridge as usual, and uh, they had these amazing lamb meatballs at the at the buffet that they have, um, or salad bar or whatever. And I love lamb just with my background, I love it. This 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 person was just staring me down like I am like this godless, marauding fucking meat eating machine. You know, I put like nine meatballs in this box because I was like, "This this shit's amazing," and fucking, I look I look at this person, and I'm like, "You're vegan, are not you?" <laughs> Replies, yes. <laughs> I was like, you know, was that the extent of the conversation? Well, you know that it was gonna get was really Was it a heated. guy or a girl? I'm not gonna say, <laughs> but I think you can take a guess. It yeah. reminds it, re- <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. It was just like one of, the, it just Cenk, reminded Cenk me of likes
0: lamb from his peasant farming days, by the I way. I
1: just love meat in general, but you know, maybe we just lost like three listeners because they're <laughs> vegans, but fuck, I am so, I doubt and, it. and you know what, like it's just, like, I, I hate it. And like the Tesla people are becoming that too. And it's just like, good for you for driving Tesla. I don't really give a flying fuck about it. I, I'm pretty sure I can find a better car than that, but you know, that's where your would problem. would you charge your Tesla if you lived in a condo, in a parkade? You couldn't do you, it. You can't really. You got to get an extension cord. To where? fucking extension cord. I'm talking about like a thousand foot extension and then, cord. And then the, to like the, the gas condo station. pays for your electric Well, that, that's the problem. I don't think you
0: can. Condos are not Tesla friendly. Anyhow. I, I walked, wanted to talk to you rant. about two more things Yeah, before we learn more about your heritage and the listeners are totally turned off. I just, you know, it's <laughs> non-starter, really. <laughs> we've got, looking at the schedule, a relatively easy run of fixtures, um, especially up to the end of March. And the last day of March, we play San Jose away, which is could go either way. It'll be a tough game for sure, but, I mean, if you look at the run-in we've got... Columbus, Ottawa, Vancouver, Los Angeles, Anaheim, Dallas—most of which are at home. I think the only away game is against Vancouver. Those are all winnable games, except Dallas for some reason. I'm I'm gonna. I think we beat Dallas at home. We'll see. They just don't really seem up for it. They do not seem like a team that seems really up for it. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, but I agree. In general, the the schedules should be fairly straightforward. And I mean, Games this is a chance us. for us to really solidify a hold on first in the Pacific. And the West. And the West. And l- leads me to my second point. What are you hoping for for playoffs? And what are you expecting? What do you mean? Like So who- hoping, obviously, we're all hoping for the Stanley Cups. But for me, it's like, I'm hoping we finish first. And I'm hoping we have a relatively easy first-round matchup against someone like Arizona. Where we can... Fully prepare for a second round matchup against San Jose or Vegas. That's what I'm hoping for. I know what you mean, but there's like I
1: think you agree here that there's no easy quote unquote matchup in the playoffs. Like all bets are there off. There is
0: if we're playing Arizona.
1: No, all bets are off, man. The playoffs is playoffs. It's there different.
0: is easier matchups.
1: Yeah, but like, which means we've not, seen not many times. Vegas.
0: Okay, I agree
1: with Arizona in general, but in general, those those teams, those underdog teams, are the ones that usually make the surprises, right? So. I don't want to be the casualty of that. So I'll just say that, yes, I would like to... It would be a luxury to finish first in the West. It'd be a luxury to finish first in Pacific. And to see those two banners get popped up next season. And hopefully a third one. Or a fourth one, for that matter. Just, um, just
0: all the banners.
1: All the banners, really. But, yes, I think you know, having home ice advantage is, is good enough for me. Um, which should be more or less done um in the
0: first round you mean or all just the in way general like i well, think i think i we think we'll to, finish we first so you do i think so. i just have a bad feeling that we're gonna lose out by one point maybe I have a really bad feeling i think
1: that turning point is gonna be that san jose game we play if we could beat him
0: there i bet you we make like a three or four point gap at that point so i think the turning point is the next four or five games Sure. Two home games and then Vancouver away, followed by more home games and then San Jose away. I think we've built up enough of a cushion by that point that it yeah. seems unfeasible for San Jose, and like they've got to keep playing amazing hockey too. Let's not forget they lost to Florida at home. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I I think I think first
1: is a luxury, but it's gonna be. I think getting home ice advantage is important, but in the playoffs. Again, I don't want to be the casualty of some underdog team beating us. I think if we go out second or third round to especially a formidable opponent, I wouldn't be too disheartened. Like, I'll be upset, obviously. But I I tend to look at this team from the long term. I don't think this team's got, like, several years
0: of playoffs coming up. If you could keep this core... Okay, let me ask you this then. At what point do you view this, this season as a success? And at what point is it a failure? To me, it's already a success season-wise. Wow. Because I, well,
1: I thought we were going to struggle to get the playoffs before the season started. I think everybody was thinking, well, all, most Flames fans that I've talked to were all saying, like, you know, I just want to make the playoffs this year. Like, that was very much consensus before the season started, especially when we were getting guys like Derek Ryan... Um, you know, Austin Zarnik, you know, people were starting to question Peter's being all biased toward these ex. I know Zarnik didn't play in Carolina, but Derek Ryan, for example, like everyone's like, oh, he's bringing his boys from Carolina over. Right. And uh, fine by me. And fine. Yeah, it's fine by you now. But I'm pretty sure even in our podcast, we were questioning that before yeah, the season the started. Derek Ryan right? one, I was like, why? Well, especially that. So anyhow, um, I'm very happy with the way this I think the season is a success. Um, But I think you need to separate it into season, then playoffs. So for me, the playoffs is at least get past the first round, at least. Um, And then see where you... I think you can make conference final. I'd be very, very pleased with that. Uh, I obviously want them to win the cup. Like, don't get me wrong. But realistically speaking, and cautiously optimistic as well. I think second round minimum. And then everything after that is
0: gravy. Yeah, I mean... I wouldn't say it's a success if we go out first round, considering how we've built expectations throughout the season. I would say that if we, if you told me in September that this team was going to make playoffs, I'd be happy. But my perspective on that has changed considering how we've done and how we've performed. I have a bit of higher expectation at this point that we should at least make it to the second round. Uh, and then depending how we play, go from there. I think if we get through the second round, I think we make it to the cup final because I think whether Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, whoever, I think we can beat them more handily than we could beat a San Jose or a Vegas. I think the three toughest teams are Calgary, San Jose, Vegas, and that'll be, that'll be a fantastic second-round matchup, assuming we make it. Um, I just want to have fun. It's going to be great. Yeah, and the city and needs it too. It's a serious playoff run where we're a serious contender. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and the city does need it. I think it's just let's go out there, let's play play our hearts out and you know make this season worthwhile and then continue to build on that year on year on year. And I think we do have a bit of a window in the fact that we have these amazing contracts with these elite forwards Gio is not getting any younger. I know I've been saying that for years. But, I mean, he's 35 now. He's really not getting any younger. I hope he can maintain this kind of form till he's 40. But is that practical? I don't know. Um, I'm just looking forward to it. But not to get too ahead of ourselves, I think we really need to focus on steady game-by-game play for these next six games. They are against teams that, that we can beat. Columbus just hasn't looked like they give a shit since going and breaking the bank to sign all these players. Nobody seems to be fitting in there. Um, I think Dallas we can beat. Vancouver we can beat. LA we can beat. They're benching Kovalchuk as a healthy scratch. Like, what a failure of a signing. Like, I don't know what they were thinking there. I mean, kind of like our Yager deal, but we knew, we yeah, knew but- Yager wasn't going to be the kind of player they were thinking Kovalchuk was going to be can tell you that Mm -hmm. and i think if we just take a game by game focus on the basics and make sure we're putting these teams to the sword putting them to bed stamping our authority that we mean business and we're going for first i hope that that game on the 31st isn't of so much consequence because again after that we've got edmonton we've got a few other easy fixtures like we're playing a lot of teams who are not looking fully up for this wild card race or just are not in it because I wouldn't want to be playing in Arizona right now because they look like they want it. Whereas a team like Columbus looks like they're more interested in losing than they are about getting that wild card spot. And I don't know. Maybe they want to get their GM fired or something, but wow. Or their coach. That blew up in their face, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Anything else?
1: Oh, it's good. I, I think I think it is important for us to evolve our expectations the more you were speaking about it. Like I agree with you, like as the season progressed we naturally move our bar higher but that's the only way we're going to make the team better too and I think management recognizes the potential of this team so it's going to be a good playoff run I think uh, I have a good gut feel about it I mean we need it and I think the players you know we have our core has had a couple playoffs like you know Johnny Monty like those guys have had a couple runs at it now and I think the last time Monaghan was in the playoffs. He had that, like, massive fucking, like, shoulder brace. He was really injured. Yeah. Yeah, Really injured. He looked like a bionic human in in that series against Anaheim. So it's going to be good to see those guys especially come back into the playoffs with all that they've learned and how they've developed since then and uh, having some new faces. So we'll see. The goaltending, again, is going to be probably the biggest wild card out of all of it. We need consistent goaltending, like, you know, minimizing... Minimizing those fucking howler of mistakes. Like, I, you know, Riddick's been, in fairness, he's been, you know, making some stupid fucking mistakes too. Just like what Smith was doing. So I just want these guys to just calm, calm the fucking dicey, risky plays. Just play the solid goaltending game that you guys know and you can actually put on the ice. Don't fucking get fancy. Let the rest of the team play their game and you
0: just do your job back there, keep it simple, and I think we'll be okay. Do you know who else has really turned it on of late? Edmonton in their pursuit of the first overall pick.
1: I mean, they're just. Well, I thought they were making a run to make that last wildcard spot. Now they're seven points or something like that
0: behind again. <laughs> like, fuck me, guys. they are awful, man. Jesus. What a joke. What a- and there was that whole thing about their media guy calling out Kachuk. Like, what a bunch of losers. Flames media never talks about Edmonton. And when we do, it's like, oh, I think they said one thing like, well, the Flames could clinch a playoff spot on March 10th, and then at the same time, Edmonton could be out. This hasn't happened in a long time. That was it. Totally matter of fact. Totally a normal thing that happens for every team at this time of year. Mathematical clinching, mathematical elimination. And uh, (laughs) I just thought I'd add that in at the end. Anyhow. They're no good. That's all she wrote for today. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you feel so inclined, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family about this, share it on social media. If you know someone who think they might be interested in listening, send it their way. We'd really appreciate that. Have yourselves a great Sunday or a Monday or whatever day it is you're listening. Hopefully this run of games goes great for the Flames. I know we can do it. I'm really confident in the, leading up to the end of the month here, and I'm looking forward to a great playoff run. We'll be back next week, probably with a more analytical look at a few of these games, I think. We'll be uh, taking a bit of a different approach on that one. But in the end, have yourselves a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.